My brothers and sisters, good evening. It's really good to be here. Um, as Brother Vittorio, as he introduced the retreat this evening, we're just really happy to be here. Um, yeah, really good to be home. I've seen a couple of you uh, so far this week and a lot of familiar faces. Um, so it's just wonderful. Father Gary is so gracious in inviting one of my brother and I to come back. I drew the short stick, so it's good. Um, so I'm happy to be here. I'm just really excited to be with you, to pray with you, um, and to to really beg the Lord to do something beautiful these next few days. This is going to go quick. I was just thinking that. This is going to be really quick. A lot of you are working people. A lot of you are parents. and A lot of you are busy. And so you've sacrificed and offered the Lord this time. Um, and Brother Vittor and I have just been praying, really begging the Lord uh, to do something beautiful, and to, to give you all a powerful grace, powerful experience of his presence and his love, um, just to do something beautiful. So I just really... I'm in really intentional about uh, this moment. Like, this is consecrated time now. This, the, the idea of a retreat is to give the Lord this time and to say, Lord, I'm here. And the Lord, uh, we're not going to go through the motions. Uh, we're not going to hold anything back. We're just going to create some space here and to really beg that you come in and come and do something beautiful and something powerful. Uh, it's beautiful just to be here in this time and place. Uh, we pray for the church today on this feast. Uh, we pray for our own Holy Father. We pray for the bishops. We, we pray for the meetings happening in Rome. Uh, we pray for our own bishop, our own priests. We pray for the church. We pray for the lay faithful in this diocese back in New York. Um, it's a challenging time. Let's just not pretend, right? <laughs> it's difficult. But we still come with hope. We still come with confidence. and We still come with trust that this is the Lord's church. Uh, we are his people. Um, and he will continue to bless us in our fidelity and our openness to him. I'll get into the retreat theme in a second, but I just want to want to begin this weekend and this retreat with just a little orientation of St. Peter today. This is a moment of Peter... This is a moment of adoration. This is a moment when Peter looks at Jesus and adores him. You are the Lord. You are the Messiah. You are the Christ. He sees him for who he is. My brothers and sisters, I pray that this weekend we might have a moment of adoration. The question is, is where are our eyes? Reality is our eyes are many places. What are we looking at? What are we consumed by? What are we worried about? What are we anxious about? And that, that, that has our attention. And if we're honest, sometimes we, to speak for myself, sometimes I look at myself a lot. Sometimes it's my own selfishness. It's my own. My eyes are on me. My eyes are on what I want, what I prefer. My eyes are on my plan, my way, what I want to do. And that leads to frustration. That leads to fear. That leads to anxiety. That leads to stress. That leads to confusion. When my eyes are on me... Things are unsettled. 
that's what's awesome about Peter, is that Peter had plenty of opportunities where his eyes were on himself. When his eyes were on himself, what did he do? He doubted. And what did he do? He questioned. What did he do? He denied the Lord. He disowned the Lord. We see what happens. We see the fruit of our eyes on ourselves. We see the fruit of being consumed by our own way, by our own wants, by our own desires. The gift of adoration is when Peter has this moment, and it's beautiful that the first holy, like the, the refuge and the rock of our faith was on this man, revealing to all of us that, yeah, we're going to get it wrong sometimes, and we're going to fail but that it's the promise, the authority of the church is the promise that if we fix our eyes on Christ, everything will be okay. If we keep our eyes on him, everything will be okay. And what do we do? We come to mass and we, we are oriented towards the Lord. We keep our eyes on him. We, we put him in the monstrance and we adore him in Eucharistic adoration. What do we do? Our eyes are on him. I'm on this kick lately when I, when I do adoration for people. I tell people, at least for the first part of adoration, keep your eyes open because it gives us an orientation. The Lord is in front of us. He wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to care for us. He, oftentimes it's like, hey, 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 I'm up here. I'm over here. Sometimes we even, in our posture of prayer, it's closed in. Sometimes it's closed in, and, and, and sometimes when we can look at the Lord and we can, we can see him, we open ourselves up, we adore him, and we worship him. We acknowledge him. And so my first point of orientation for us this weekend is where are our eyes? And let's be honest, there are a lot of different places. But we take this break for retreat and we take this break to just to come and to be with the Lord. And we say, Lord, I want to keep my eyes on you. I want to keep my eyes on you. Because, my brothers and sisters, when we can see him in the Mass and we can see him in the sacraments and we can see him in adoration and we can experience him in prayer and we can realize that our orientation is to him, then what happens? Then we can see him in our spouse. Then we can see him in our kids. Then we can see him on our friends. Then we can see him in our coworkers. Then we can see him in the stranger. We can see him in the outcast, the poor, the lonely. We see him here so he can see him out there. We picked a topic for these next couple of days to talk about the saints. For a couple different reasons. Number one, I really think uh, it's not very helpful to talk about things and not really have them be able to have an experience of them or to be able to see them lived out. We do enough of having abstract realities and abstract things and we talk about things and that's beautiful and sometimes it's pious and sometimes it's wonderful. But if we don't see holiness actually living in the lives of people around us, we don't see people actually being able to live with their eyes always on Christ. To not be distracted by the world. There's people around us that done that. 
people in our history, and, and we picked, and particularly we picked our saints from this country, <laughs> saints that that are not unlike us, that didn't live too long ago, that lived in the social realities and the political realities and, and the realities that we find ourselves in today, the struggles and the confusion and the battles and the crisis and whatever it might be, lived in the same realities. I wanted to try to fight against that part of all of us that, that tries to convince us that, yeah, but that's like them. They had like heroic grace and they were able to, to live fully for the Lord. But yeah, that's not me. It's not my life. They don't have my kids. They don't have my responsibilities. They don't have the people I have to live with and deal with. And we can make excuses and make, and make distinctions and put the saints so far away from us as if they're like just, just meant for the wall or meant to be statues. And Brother Vittorio and I will, will hopefully reflect in, just in a very simple way the next few days, real stories of real people that, that had moments of tremendous grace in their life where they let the Lord do powerful things in them. Some of these saints will be priests. Some of these saints will be married. Some of these saints will be just like us. But they can't. These, these saints, saints have their eyes on the Lord. They have their eyes up. They're constantly seeking him. They're constantly looking for him. They're constantly revealing him to others. And what they do when they reveal him to others, they, they give this world that we live in and the world that they lived in a sense of hope. Why? Because hope that God is still living and God is still active and God is still here revealing himself and loving us and caring for us and walking with us every day. Saints had their eyes on Christ. Two things. I w- I'll, I'll finish my regard or homily this morning with these two things, or this evening with these two things, and these are the things we're going to keep bringing back up. And they're two, we're going to call them two certainties. The two certainties that, um, that we're going to keep coming back to about the saints truly staked their whole lives on, on these two certainties. Okay? Certainty, certainty number one. Saints knew that they were radically loved by God. Pretty simple. We all know that. The certainty. The saints were certain that they were radically loved by God. Saints knew and they walked around with this confidence that they were sons and daughters of the Father. Regardless, whatever struggle or whatever circumstances, they were loved by God. And in this love, they had a God who cared for them and provided for them that every moment was a moment of his providence. And this reality set them free. This reality gave them power. This reality gave them grace to live this way. They were certain that they were loved by God. The second one is, and I think this is really pivotal, the second certainty and found in all the lives of the saints. The first one, they were, they were, they were convinced of the radical love that God had for them. And the second one is, is they came to understand the depths of their capacity 
to love others. Saints experienced this way to heroically love others. I know you know this, but I'm just going to say it for all of us. When God loves us, it's just not meant for ourselves. Our baptism does instill this preference, does this instill this blessing that God has for us to love us, and to shower us with grace, and to save us, and to forgive us, and to redeem us, and to heal us, all that stuff. It is for me, but not only for me. We are called to go out then because of our baptism. We are called to evangelize. We are called to share. We are called to bring this healing and this forgiveness and this salvation to others. And so saints have this, had this radical awareness of the depth of their hearts to be able to love others and to share this love with others. And so therefore, they were motivated, excited, enthusiastic, and urgent about the ability to share this with other people. Every saint we talk about, aware of how much God loves them, but how much God called them to go out. Two certainties. I know we know those probably, but we want to get re in touch with those again this weekend. We'll use these saints that we'll talk about over the course of the next few days to show the saints had to have this experience of God's love and had this have this experience that it wasn't just for them, but it was for others. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? How does God want to continue to heal you, to continue to save you, to continue to set you free? What do you bring this weekend that binds you? What do you bring this weekend that burdens you? What do you bring this weekend that holds you down, that's keeping you from experiencing the depth of God's love for you? We want to get at that. We don't want to be afraid to let that come into us. We don't want to be afraid to address that comes up in your own silence, in your own prayer, in your own adoration of the Lord. I want to bring that to him. What's keeping me from experiencing this true reality? Because if we can get at that, then we're set free then to go deeper and further in our love for others, in our love for our spouses, in the way we love our coworkers and friends, the way we love the stranger, those we interact with. And, and these two things are linked and we just need to see them in the lives of the saints, see them in the lives of one another, see them in the lives of people we care about, to take a step back and to see God working. We pray for the grace today, especially as we pray for the church. We pray for our own bishop. We pray that we, all of us may be given this concrete grace, this real grace, to be set free, to keep our eyes on Jesus. And I hope that this weekend may experience freedom in this. When we keep our eyes on ourselves, it leads to sadness. When we keep our eyes on ourselves, it leads to sadness. But when we keep our eyes on the Lord, we experience the peace and the joy that he longs to give us. Amen.